this podcast is to discuss meaningful topics and issues from the lens of two Khmerican sisters and other diverse community leaders. Today's topic is self-care and creativity for better health with Melissa Kum Barnett. Welcome back to our podcast. We are your two Khmerican sisters, Melissa and Jasmine. Mental health is a topic that we bring up frequently throughout our podcast. And today we have invited a special guest speaker to have a dialogue with us on the importance of self-care, your mental health, and setting goals and priorities to shape the life that you ultimately aspire to have. Melissa Gum Barnett is a product manager by day and lifestyle blogger by night. Where to Bear is a lifestyle blog about simple skincare, self-care, and lifestyle. Melissa loves deep thoughts and dreaming big and is passionate about sharing self-care tips and helping people dream big. Welcome, Melissa. Welcome. It's lovely to meet you. It's good to meet you guys too. We've got two Melissas in the house. I know, right? <laughs> and sometimes it's like weird to say like my name. Your name, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? I feel the same way. Like, Can you please introduce yourself to our listeners? You did such a great job with um, the opening statement. I wish I could just take you around with me to every event. <laughs> well, I'm a product manager by day and a blogger by night and like I'm really passionate about self-care and promoting self-care within the Asian American community and just all communities in general, because I feel like that and also mental health is really neglected in our, our communities. I wanted to kind of open the, the room for conversation yeah. and normalize it. So, <laughs> And I love the things that you put up. I love all of the pictures and the vibe and everything. I'm happy that we can finally get to meet you because for a long time, we were just kind of supporting each other's Instagrams. But yeah, thank you for joining us today. Um, Our first question, Melissa, is what was your background and upbringing like? Can you tell us more about growing up Asian American and Khmer American too? Well, um, I grew up, my parents came from, I mean, like most Khmer people, they came from um, the war to America and they actually met here. Uh, So they met here and then got married and then made me. So I think we're the first, if you're born here, you're first generation, right? So I think second generation, because I think our parents are first generation, like our parents' grandparents are first generation. We have like the individuals who were born in the refugee camp. They call themselves 1.5 generation. Yeah, that's so funny. (laughs) I didn't even know that. Well, so I guess I'm second generation. Um, Growing Mm up, I grew up in uh, San Gabriel and then moved to Long Beach. So it was kind of, it was really different, like growing up in San Gabriel, there's not a lot of Khmer people. I was, if we, if we were talking just straight up about being Khmer, I was like one of the only Khmer people there. Wow. Oh. Where's that at? That's in California? Northern? Yeah. Oh. Uh, it's like south. south. Okay. Near LA, near like the mm. Rosemead, Almani kind of area. So like mm. majority of population were like beautiful Chinese, Vietnamese people and um, Hispanics. So those those were my friends. And then I would travel out to visit my grandparents in Long Beach, where mm-hmm. there's a lot of my people. And that's how I actually got, yeah, a lot of history there. So I would go there on the weekends and then get, learn about like my culture and just being Cambodian. And I eventually moved there for a little bit and then moved to Santa Barbara. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Santa Barbara for school and landed in LA. So I guess the question is, you know, growing up, um, 
I, I always felt kind of like a little bit out of place, even though I was Asian in an Asian community, I was always the only Cambodian. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and even today, um, I think with living in LA and the, the, the world that I work in and hang out in, I'm typically always only the only Cambodian person in the room. And it's nice to, when I meet someone else. So I always embraced it. Like I'm always Khmer culture, but I feel like Khmer people have so much pride about being Khmer. So like- <laughs> I totally feel you on like feeling out of place because with the Khmer diaspora, like that's a common theme, especially with our Khmer guest speakers in the past. Like they always share the same story. Whenever we see another Khmer person, we'll always get so excited, right? Yeah. <laughs> when I, uh, just to digress, like I'm a product manager and like it's pretty much like male uh mm. dominated dominated mm-hmm. and like other ethnicities yeah <laughs> a lot of the time so this one time I was interviewing um or was like trying to hire someone um I'm not gonna say his name but he's cam like I found someone forwarded his resume to me and he was Cambodian and I was like oh this is so uh. another Cambodian <laughs> product manager so we actually ended up connecting and like you said, it's exciting um, to meet people. And yeah. Did he become a part of your team? Uh, he actually found another job. Oh, opportunity. Okay. And then me, I'm, I'm all about growth and just like supporting people in their paths. So yeah, like, definitely. That you didn't come um, to our team, but it, it was cool to see him get like a better opportunity. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I have been to California, but not to the Long Beach area. So how would you describe that to people, to Khmer people who have never been there before? Like, how is that like being surrounded by so many Khmer people? It's nice. You know, you walk around, you hear people talk shit about people in your neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I understand that. I really, I mean, just Long Beach in general is a beautiful city right by the beach. Um, and it it's really diverse. So when I lived there for two years um, in high school, I learned, I was actually, because I lived there, I was exposed to so many cultures, just like there, there's a lot of ethnicities. It's a basically a melting pot down there. So you got the Cambodian community, like the black community, the Hispanics, and then you have like the people that are Hawaiian and Samoan. Like I never met someone that was like Mm -hmm. that, that in my life. And um, it was, it's, it's a pretty inspiring, it's an inspiring city. But it's also tough because there's different parts, right, to the city. There's yeah, it's like Long Beach, which is, you know, it's the cool part. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. But it's also the less, I guess, the more impoverished area, I would mm-hmm. say. So it, yeah, so like it, the lifestyle was a little bit different. And I lived in Eastside Long Beach, so that was cool. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. It was cool to like learn about just different people in like different like social economic classes and like seeing people struggle and not seeing people struggle was seeing people struggling is not cool but being in the struggle mm-hmm. with them was cool because mm-hmm. I learned so much yeah being in that type of environment yeah yeah it's good to have friends in different like with different backgrounds so you can learn more about them and their families yeah, yeah thanks for sharing um, with that question, it was just open-ended to hear about your experiences, and I'm sure a lot of our listeners will resonate with that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, like, getting to know people from all walks of life. And it's kind of jarring to meet people who are who are higher economic status, because our family growing up, we 
like our parents made ends meet, like barely, like they work long hours and our dad had a mental illness. So yeah, I think it's important to surround ourselves with different people so we can share our experiences and learn from them too. Sorry, just to add on to that, like, yeah, yeah like growing up, it, we struggled too. Um, I mean, my parents divorced and I mean, I hate to, or I, I usually don't share this story, oh. I share it with you guys. Um, I grew up in, or I lived in Long Beach with like in a two bedroom apartment with like 20 people. Mm. Wow. Melissa's <laughs> eyes is opening wide, but yeah. like, you know, just trying to, like our family all were struggling and then um, mm. kind of just like learned so much from that experience because it, it's weird. Like I lived in a house that was for rent or whatever, but uh, my parents got divorced and then I moved in with my grandparents in Long Beach and there was like 20 people. So it was pretty eye opening. And I, I don't think a lot of people like share those kind of struggle stories. And mm-hmm. I think it's. Oh, thanks for sharing. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that. I'm sure. It makes you more humbled, you know, yeah. about um, things in life now. And yeah. more grateful for the things that you have now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely came from nothing. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, yeah, I resonate with that too. Cause when we were younger, this was before Jasmine was born. Mm-hmm. But I just remember growing up in an apartment mm-hmm. complex. We just had so little, but I don't remember like, just, uh, having nothing, you know? I just remembered all the fun memories that I made with my family. Like Same all the good food. <laughs> I remember all the good food. I remember all like all the fun times, actually. There's a lot of good memories. But mm-hmm. now that I look back, I was like, whoa, we were struggling. Like I always thought we were rich. I was like, oh yeah, we're rich. <laughs> so I know that being creative has been proven to be good for your health, your mental health. And I wanted to find out from you, what are your thoughts on, you know, having, making sure that we have creative outlets to reduce our stress, anxiety, and depression, your favorite ways to be creative that will help improve your mental health? I think it's like very important. And I think um, for me, and I I can only talk about my experiences, like growing up, um, I didn't really know what creativity was like because our parents taught us about just like the normal stuff, but they never really touched on like creativity. Like I know my mom gave me a coloring book, but I didn't know that was creative. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, it, it like, I think it's really important to be creative and like understand that. Yeah. Going back, um, mm-hmm. you know, growing up, obviously people, my parents were like, oh, you should become a doctor or a lawyer or work in healthcare because um, that's, where you're going to make money. Mm-hmm. And I really never knew that you can make money like being creative. So I started dabbling in these like creative um, kind of like careers and just hobbies outside. And it's really opened my mind. And I just wanted people to, I just wanted to share that with people and especially on my blogs, like just, you know, letting people know, Hey, go experiment with different things that are creative because it can make you happy and then also give you a different perspective on life. Like there's nothing like making something out of nothing. And like, for me, I do a lot of stuff. Like I'll make a candle, like I'll, you know, draw or bullet journal or the blog itself is a creation because I'm like designing things. And I just never knew that was what creativity was. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it helps with, um, I, I feel like, with COVID and just people being indoors and not like 
doing things, it kind of, it could mess with your mind. So like, it, it's a good way to get your mind off of things and kind of like throw yourself into a world where your mind is not thinking about making money or like what the next meal is or whatever, like just something to help you break your stress. Um, I think hobbies are important and it's important to have those things to like reduce anxiety. Have you always made that a priority or like when, at what, what point in your career did you realize, okay, I need to make sure I pick up like these new hobbies so I can do things that I enjoy? Um, I would say probably this is recent. Um, I used, I'm one of those people that like always for focus on work and I just spend most of my time working because you know, you, you want to be what successful is what, what people think successful, successfulness Mm -hmm. is, is like working all the time. And then it started, it started breaking me down. Um, and I just realized that I was going to work and wasting, not wasting my life at work, but like, (laughs) you know, going to work and like not cherishing the times outside of work. So like the last, within the last three years or something, I started dabble in other things just to reduce my stress. And I was realizing that focusing on work was making me more stressful. Mm-hmm. Um, and I started bullet journaling or coloring and it helped me like ease my mind and like lowered my anxiety and um, stress probably even like prevented me from like depression or something too, <laughs> yeah. because you, I feel like you, you're working your mind in a different way. So mm-hmm. yeah. And you get to be away from technology too. And like through bullet journaling or writing, drawing, that lets you just kind of focus on your body and your mind. I really commend you for finding ways to release that because like, it's easy to just go through the day to day, but if you don't stop and like think and just be, then you'll get really burnt out by the end. Yeah. yeah. So thank you for bringing up those ideas of what people can do at home. So self-care is so critical to our happiness, health, and well-being. This burnt out mentality is such a norm in our culture. And like you said, it's rewarded in the professional world. So what has your experience been feeling burnt out with work? And um, what are your strategies for helping people realize that they need to take care of themselves first? you know when you're about to burn out (laughs) you know like you're gonna you're either like super anxious all the time um can't sleep uh probably just like high strung can't focus um and usually when i hit that stage personally like my recommendation for people is to step away step away from it all um because if you're not good yourself you're not going to be able to help other people like you're not going to be able to function at 100 percent at your job and that's why i promote self-care because i think if you take care of yourself and i'm talking about mothers too and daughters and just everyone who put a lot of people in front of them before themselves um i think it's you know super important that people take care of themselves and ways i do that is um I say like for me, like I, some people don't have time. So the best thing that I would recommend is like, go take a shower. Like it's (laughs) feel fresh. Yeah. Go take a shower. It's a place where you get, you feel relaxed, you know, warm, um, your mind kind of wanders a little bit there. And it, it's, I think, um, it's like very, uh, everyone can hopefully access you. So like, that's the one thing I recommend as a stress reliever is like, go take a shower for a couple of like for 30 minutes, turn on the music and relax. Um, obviously 
the other go-to is like grab a glass of wine or something. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Grab a glass of wine. Um, usually I hate to say it, but sometimes alcohol loosens people up, but don't drink too much, you know, not promoting alcohol. Just enough. <laughs> yeah. And the third thing is like, if you want to go a little bit deeper, go find a hobby and like, go find what makes you happy because what makes you happy on the side, um, like it impacts like all parts of your life. Like mm-hmm. you guys are doing this podcast, right? And I'm sure yeah. it makes you happy, right? And when you go back to work, you feel like fulfilled and mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and people forget that this is like what, you know, chasing your dreams is also self-care. So, yeah. Yeah. I totally relate to you on like focusing on work all the time because I am a huge workaholic and I'm still struggling. I always bring this up. But I'm like, it's just yeah. been a part of me for so long that it's become like part of my personality where I always feel like I need to be productive and it's normally yeah. related to work. I think I just started realizing that self-care is important during the pandemic because now now that we're not commuting, like uh, we're fortunate to be able to work from home, mm-hmm. um, that we're, we kind of have some time back and yeah. yeah, I've picked up some new hobbies and I'm really enjoying bringing out that creative side of me because I never knew that I was that creative. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's, that's the, like yeah well that that's one thing I talked about on um a different podcast was um I think Cambodian people were I was like doing research and history into our culture and like we're creative people that are trapped in um like non-creative jobs and then mm-hmm. we're wondering why like we don't feel fulfilled and I was like looking at the like our history and I found out that like in back in Cambodia like they started rock like doing rock and roll stuff like there's a lot of dancers and just like painters and I was like oh shoot like <laughs> came over here we're just yeah. naturally creative people but we don't know it oh yeah weird like I mean because the art was almost lost yes during the Khmer Rouge I think that's what happened like they destroyed all the art and the, the culture of art and like the thought of Cambodian people being like creative was erased or got skipped down when we came over here so. mm-hmm. and how amazing would it be if our passions became what we did for a living? Something I've been doing more is also in my planner, like planning time to do self-care. Because for a long time, I had to-do lists for work and then for this podcast project. But then I was neglecting like my, my own time, my me time. So I've been doing that more recently. Obviously, everyone's different. So this might be more stressful to have like another list. But I feel like writing it down is an accountability for myself to do it. Lately, for the past like two months, I fell out of like exercising. In January, it was great. Like every day I was doing something, but I think with the stress of remote learning, remote teaching, and like these anti-Asian violence and all this stuff, it just was hard to like take time to do that. And I think once you take that step to just do it, it's fine, you know? But I think some people think like, oh, I don't have time for that. Or I'm just going to be on my phone because, you know, like that's my way to relax. So I think I just have to keep reminding myself, like go exercise and then you'll feel so much better afterwards. And I agree with you, like taking a shower or like organizing things like helps you take that step to do something, you know, to make yourself feel better. So thanks for mentioning that. Yeah, I think people think self-care is like you have to go to a spa <laughs> on a mask. Which is nice. <laughs> Which is nice, but, yeah. you know, it's not like something you do every day. So Yeah, you know, try and to money find- too. <laughs> yeah, and it's expensive. So, like, yeah. um, I like, always try to find or encourage people to 
think outside of the box. Like, yeah. There are ways for self-care. Yeah. 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 That's so true. Like there's so many different ways for self-care. Like something that I realized was, um, like I usually put so much on my plate, like I'll just say yes, yes, yes to everything. And then, and then I realize, oh my gosh, what am, what am I doing? You know, Maybe. what I've learned is to start um, reprioritizing, like even at work, if someone wants to set up a meeting with me, I take a look at my calendar and if it's too much already, you know, I'll ask them, can we just meet next week? I have more time in the next two weeks or something. In a better headspace. I try to like space things out more. Because before yeah. I would say yes to everything and try to squeeze everything in and, and be a people pleaser right? and, and make, make them happy. But now I've realized I need to start setting boundaries. I don't know like, if you've ever dealt with that. I'm, I'm struggling with that today. Like I'm a people pleaser. Um, and, I, and I always say yes to like stuff at work and taking more than I can handle. Um, I just started this week, maybe just like speaking up to my boss and telling he realizing like that I'm handling a lot of stuff mm -hmm. and it was you know impacting me like kind of like mentally like I was not happy so I, I brought it up to him or he he actually I don't know I think maybe he noticed it and he was like hey is everything okay mm -hmm. so he started taking like stuff off of my plate and yeah. like redistributing it so yeah saying no is hard I feel That's like for me Nice but of him I, to notice. Yeah, I was going to say that too. That's good that he checked in. Mm -hmm. But yeah, if you don't speak up, they're just going to keep, you know, assuming that everything's okay and give you more. Yeah, you got to set, you got to set your boundaries. I'm learning mm -hmm. how to do that. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about goal setting. I personally love setting goals for myself and it doesn't matter, you know, what day, month, year it is. I always do this I always have a checklist because it makes me feel really good when I accomplish yeah. the certain task and you know for those who are struggling to feel motivated um for those who are feeling like they're just going through the motions and they're kind of unhappy with where they're at in life um do you mind sharing some some of your tips and advice on how to be more productive yeah um I like you know everyone goes through like phases of being not motivated and you kind of have to take a step back and look at the bigger picture and see and ask yourself like what do you want in your life and like how do you you know what are you going to do you're going to sit there and like complain about it or are you going to like yeah, do something make, about it make plans and I do believe in like like a, a throwaway day like a nothing day where you just throw away a day and do nothing um but those times do give you like the opportunity to like kind of do some soul searching. Right. And yeah. I feel like when people are demotivated, sometimes you need a mental like throwaway day where you just like lay in bed for a whole day and just like watch Netflix and stuff like that. Right. But, yeah. We yeah. earn it. <laughs> yeah. But after that, after your throwaway day, you know, I, I would like recommend the next day. What I do is I'll set goals and figure out like what I want, like, do I want a promotion? Do I want more money? Like, do I want to start a blog? Do I want to whatever the, the, you know, create a candle? Um, so I start listing out everything that I want and then just going for it, micro milestones. Um, but backing up a little bit, like for goal setting, this one thing I like to do every year. So every November, <laughs> December, I'm kind of like very, um, 
Yeah, like type A about this, but like, (laughs) so I I create like a vision board. Nice, I've seen those. Yeah, so I do two vision boards. Like one is like, one is my standing vision board, which is like my life, my life goals. Like, you know, Mm. I'll just throw it out there. Like one day I want to own my own business. Like one day I want to buy a house. Like one day I want to start a family and it's not just all materialistic things. Like it's also just like, Oh, spend time with my mom or like give my mom, like the goals are like call my mom um, more often or whatever. So I have that like big life goal of like, if I die, I know this is really morbid, but if I die, like these are the things I want to accomplish. And then I back it up each year. And then I create like a yearly goal of like, what do you, I think I could achieve in this year with all of the graphics or just photos? Like you can just steal it from Pinterest or whatever and just throw it on an Excel sheet or um, a PowerPoint and just have that board. Um, and then um, each year I have like whatever my micro goals, like I'll break it down into like my finances, my um, career goals, my dream goals, and then um, just like my relationship goals. Cause I think it's important like to have a healthy relationship with like your husband or your partner and your family and your friends, like you live. And that's like a really big, important part of my life. So I'll keep that vision board. And then like, I'll save it to the back of my screensaver <laughs> to keep myself motivated. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And then at the end of the year, I revisit it. I'm like, okay, like, shoot, like I didn't achieve all my goals, but at least I achieved like three, right. Out of five or like, you know, even if you achieve one, like you can see the progress nice. that you did something, you know, that yeah. it's closer. So, um, that's how I stay motivated and that's how I keep people like motivated. Like I think having a vision board, um, listening to, for me also like listening to like hardcore rap about like, <laughs> <laughs> I always, this is what I recommend to people too. If you really want to get motivated, listen to, um, every rap artist's first album because they always talk about the struggle and making it and you listen to it you're like yeah I'm gonna like it gives you motivation and pumps you up and I'm gonna make it (laughs) be amped up to like go write a blog post or something like that (laughs) yeah to pump yourself up oh I love the idea of the vision board because that's a good reminder for you and also for you to check in like consistently every year yeah Yeah. how long have you been doing that for a long time yeah (laughs) I've been doing it I don't know I think um I used to do it in high, like, honestly, I started in high school, probably. Like, my first goal was, like, go to college. Oh, <laughs> like, I love that. Goal. Yeah, it was one yeah. goal with, like, one college, and then I ended up not getting into that college. Yeah. That's oh. okay. It's fun to look back and compare. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to say I love your creative idea about creating a vision board. I've never created one, but I've always wanted to, but never. Me too got myself I see people cut out the pictures and magazines yeah and like get together and do it which is amazing yeah mm-hmm. you can do yeah. um like I mean I used to do it like a physical one and then now I just do it digital like if- oh what kind of like do you use an app or something uh, or like how do you create it on your laptop or a computer shameless plug um I have a- <laughs> my blog with a template um so I usually just use powerpoint and then I go through pinterest and then yeah. cut out like you know screenshot the vision that I want like if it's a, whatever like a relationship one or or a house or something and then I just put it all on one board and categorize it um into different well, be sure to check it out <laughs> life. 
So yeah, we'll create one like later this year, and we'll tag you in it. <laughs> I'll put link um, of like where you guys can like just for for ideas. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. So thank you for sharing about your experiences growing up, and how you practice self-care day-to-day and also how you have brought more creativity into your life. So this question is very special to all of our, especially our Khmer um, interviewees. What do your identities being Asian American and Khmer American mean to you? My identities being Khmer American and Asian American means to me, it means a lot. Like it's, it's who I am. Um, you know, being Khmer or just like it just has a rich history and it really defines kind of like, I, I, I really look back at my culture and then try to make sense of what I'm going through now or like what direction I'm going to through or to. Um, I value it a lot because I feel like culture is like super important. Um, it's what makes you unique and it's also what connects you to all of these people and we just have like such a rich culture of people and things. And I think it's, you know, it's important to keep alive and it means a lot to me. Like it's who I am. Like I would, I'm not Melissa without my, like my identity or, right. you know, or my other. Yeah. Yeah. Identity. Yeah. My product manager identity is like mixed in with being my, like everything I do in life is mixed in with being my. So, mm-hmm. you know. In being in those spaces where they're not, there are not a lot of Khmer's, it's our opportunity to teach people. Yeah. And yeah, so that they can learn more and they can ask questions and we can just like be proud of where we've come from. Yeah. Yeah. Proud. yeah. And it makes me proud to see a Khmer American product manager because <laughs> you don't see, you're the first one that I've met. So well, I don't know of any others. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, there's so it's incredible, like what you've accomplished. Yeah, um, cool. I'm sure you've had a you know a long journey mm-hmm. to get to where you're at today. Yeah, um, thank you. Yeah, and I don't think that's another thing. I don't think like we know what jobs are out there mm-hmm. <laughs> until later, um, until we actually <laughs> go out there and do it. But now that we're you know the next generation, probably like Jasmine and stuff like that, have more opportunities because mm-hmm. you guys will know that. Yeah. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Yeah. Like we, when we were younger, we were only taught there were only a couple of professions that you could choose from. But yeah. now, like the possibilities are endless. Yeah, you could be a gamer, like mm-hmm. yeah, a gamer, and that's the real. And thing. I've seen a lot of lettering Instagrams and journaling Instagrams. I used to love journaling when I was younger. If I had known that I could, like, get a following with that, I that would have been amazing to know. Yeah, yeah. There are people like on TikTok blowing up, like people who make food mm-hmm. or they yeah. just have a, like a niche audience and they are like making money off of what they love to do so that's amazing yeah I feel like yeah anything's possible so go for it <laughs> yeah <laughs> other thing exactly. is because you'll just think about it five years along the road and think oh why didn't I start it five years ago and then you mm-hmm. start it five years later <laughs> uh, yeah yeah and technology is always changing so you never know you never know you know, what jobs will kind of die, die out and what new jobs emerge. Yep. Like now we're all in this virtual world. So everything, you know, relies on the internet. So yeah, I, yeah, there's a lot of opportunities, especially for our younger generation out there. Thank you guys for allowing me to be on your podcast. I feel so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess like my final thoughts are 
just like to anyone that's listening, um, don't forget to take care of yourself because you are important too. And like I said, um, if you're good to yourself, you'll be more useful for other people. And then the last thought is, um, I think I would say go after your dreams and start start now. Like, don't let anything stop you because you'll get there eventually. So mm-hmm. just keep on pushing. <laughs> That's it. Thanks, Melissa. And, and then yeah. uh, would you like to share your blog with our listeners, like in your Instagram? Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> So I write a, a blog called Where to Bear. Uh, it's uh, com, And um, my Instagram handle is where to bear blog. Um, so you can find me anywhere there. Um, check it out. I hope it gives you guys some inspiration. <laughs> um, you know, and that's it. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Melissa. Thank you. We really enjoyed the conversation we had with you today. And there were so many like of your experiences that you shared that relate to our lives as well. And I know that our listeners, you know, found this dialogue valuable to them and hopefully they learned a few key takeaways and they can implement them in their lives. Well, Melissa, it was so nice to get to know you more and I highly recommend for you to check out her Instagram and her website. I love the style that you have and um, it's just nice to see you in person so that we can continue supporting each other. And um, I find value in the like the things that you've shared about creativity. That's so important. And while you were sharing about your family, it reminded me of how our dad growing up painted all the time. Like even though he was so stressed with work, he would paint like the same thing all the time. <laughs> he like palm trees and the ocean, like back in Surkmai. Um, and he listened to music all the time. So I think we were fortunate in our family to have our dad do that. And that helped us kind of be creative and do music. Um, yeah, so thank you for sharing about that. And especially during this time during the pandemic, it's important to find other ways to spend our time because a lot of us are working at home. Um, I know I'm checking social media so much. So it's important to carve out time for ourselves. And especially if you have other roles like you shared, like if you're a parent, if you're a teacher, um, if you're a boss, manager, whatever, like you want to make sure that you can take care of yourself. I just really appreciate you, Melissa, for bringing up the topic of mental health. And, you know, we need more of us uh, speaking up about that and normalizing mental health because we all have it, right? And just like how we take care of our bodies, like with eating healthy and exercising, we need to do the same for our minds. So we also need to give attention to how we feel internally. So thank you for sharing your insights today. And yeah, it's absolutely critical, you know, to listen to ourselves and do what's best for us. And to be okay that day we, that we will have ups and downs. And it's okay as long as we stay positive and find ways that we can express like our stress and figure out a way that we can feel better. So thank you, Melissa. And listeners, if you enjoyed our discussion today, please give us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you learned about Melissa and what kind of takeaways that you have. We are active on Instagram at Two Comerican Sisters and check out our website at twocomericansisters.com. Bye for now. Bye.